Hey, North Star, welcome to Digging Deeper, where we help you lock eyes with Jesus and take a step towards Him. Today's scripture reading is 1 Corinthians 11, verses 20 through 22. And may we pay careful attention, for these are the very words of God. It says this, When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. This week, we're looking at the Lord's Supper or communion. And in verse 20, we see that Paul picks up on his rebuke of the Corinthian church as they are causing divisions amongst a meal that is meant to bring unity amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. And he tells them plainly that when you come together for the Lord's Supper, that you are in fact not eating the Lord's Supper. Now, this is a curious statement. If the Corinthians are coming together and they're eating the bread and drinking the wine in remembrance of Jesus's life and death, then, then how are they not eating the Lord's Supper? And I think the answer is found in whose meal this really is. You see, the Lord's Supper has become a title by which we understand what's going to be happening in a church service, or um, we know it's the breaking of the bread and the drinking of wine. But originally, the Lord's Supper communicated possession or to whom the meal belonged. I mean, the supper that we are discussing is literally the Lord's. Maybe think about it this way. He is the host and the provider and the church, you and me, are the participants. And thus, as the host, as the one to whom the meal belongs, the one who sets the table, the who and the how of how this meal is meant to be enjoyed gets to be dictated by Jesus. Therefore, Paul is making it clear that their selfish conduct, that them doing the Lord's Supper their own way has negated them from participating in the true Lord's Supper. Now to the specifics of their selfish conduct. You see, in the first century when they would gather, they would truly eat a full meal that would include the traditional elements of bread and of wine. But the problem that we see in Corinth is that the rich and wealthy were separating themselves and were eating a full meal to the point of intoxication, while others in the community had nothing and would go hungry. So instead of the wealthy eating in their own homes, like Paul contests of them in, in verse 22, they would bring that meal to the church and they would eat it in front of their brothers and sisters who would have nothing. We see the contrast in verse 21, one goes hungry and another gets drunk, that we see the difference between nothingness and excess. This selfish behavior negated from them participating in the Lord's Supper at all. And so we should be careful now as 21st century readers and listeners that we should be careful not to hijack God's intention for his good gifts with our own selfish desires. Just like the Corinthians here, who the, their, the good gift of communion was hijacked by their selfish desires to be wealthy and to look a certain way. 
So we must do these things that God has called us to in his way, from worship to Bible study to prayer. Doing them is one thing, but doing them in a way that God has intended is the most important. May that be true of us today. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word. I pray that by the power of your spirit, 1 Corinthians 11, verses 17 through 22 would change us into the likeness of Christ. And Lord, I pray today that we would not hijack your good gifts for our selfish gain. And uh, Lord, even with communion, that it would be something that unifies us and not something that tears us apart. And Father, we pray this now through the Son and by the Spirit. Amen.